1: Good afternoon. I'm Tony Schaefer. I'm the president of the London Center for Policy Research, and this is the Thought to Action Podcast. This will be the London Center's uh weekly presentation of information relating to the center's work and our focus. And uh our first episode, we're going to bring in one of our senior fellows who's been working on a number of key issues, and that is uh Lieutenant Colonel retired Tim Wilson. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our new uh, venue of presentation. And uh, I'd like you to kind of walk through your thoughts and some of the things we're doing and, uh, and lay out uh, what you have been do- up to as
0: well. Thank you, Tony. Great pleasure to be here. And I'm really excited to see this go forward. Um, I, um, as Tony said, Lieutenant Colonel retired Tim Wilson from, the, as you may gather from the accent, I was 32 years in the British Army. I came over here uh, first when I was a small boy, uh, four years old, stayed for a couple of years when my first school was in America. So I've always said right throughout my career that I learned the Pledge of Allegiance before I learned God save the King. I've uh, since married uh, an American lady and become an American citizen, and I'm very proud to be so. Um, I run the Second Amendment Project at the London Center for Policy Research, and I'm Uh, deeply interested and I'm something of a data geek. So I like to look at facts and the way that we at the London center operate is very much data driven operating on a solid foundation of facts and moving forward to policies. And as Tony said, we've called this podcast thought to action because we have ideas and we'd like to take them through to actually achieving something tangible. Right. On that point,
1: Uh, I think the audience uh, may be familiar with things we've done that have not been necessarily public. And uh, I think that's one of the things we will start to explore as we go through and do these podcasts on a regular basis. Some of our other senior fellows that the public is aware of is uh, Gordon Chang. Uh, Gordon does a great deal of work on China. Uh, We will be working to get his point of view out uh, Bud McFarland, a former National Security Advisor of President Reagan, is one of our senior fellows, as well as uh, former Director of CIA, uh, Jim Woolsey. Uh, and again, as Tim pointed out, we embrace both sides of the political aisle. It's more about how do we actually address things effectively rather than simply do nice white papers. So, Tim, back over to you to talk about
0: some of the things that you've been involved with and, and what you think is important. There's a whole raft of issues that are obviously important. I will say uh, um, another little aspect to this is that um, my background, like Tony's, involved military intelligence. And um, it gives us, I think, a, a somewhat different approach, certainly from the professional politicians and bureaucrats, um, in that we look at a problem and then we look for practical solutions to achieve the aim. The Second Amendment project, which is my main um, focus at the moment is one that i'm i'm deeply invested in i've liked guns for a long time i was a very keen target shooter and i went through uh the british collapse of private firearms when uh there was an incident in a a town called hungerford where a, a mass shooting occurred and i saw the writing on the wall and had to get rid of all my private firearms Since I've come here, I've uh, built up a small collection, but I I am a huge, huge believer that it is one of the unique aspects of America, as some of the founding fathers actually said, that Americans have the right to keep and bear arms. And there's been a great uh, push recently by a number of people. Uh, Gun control comes and pushes come and go. But it's interesting just how the rhetoric has got more heated and uh, the... Uh, current push by the gun control movement is to say that there's a gun crime epidemic. I just look at the solid basic data behind that where the number of guns in private hands have tripled in the last 40 years at the same time as violent crime has halved and the number of shootings has dropped. Um, And I look at it and just say, hang on, the private citizen, the law-abiding citizen of the U.S. can be trusted with guns.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Um, There's two elements that we're actually working I want to make the public aware of. Uh, First is the fact that the very essence, the very fact of ownership means that people buy these things. By uh, having a large market, uh, a huge amount of research and development is invested in maintaining access to that market by manufacturers. I would argue, and I think uh, the statistics actually show this, is that having a strong commercial sector actually helps the military by the fact that the military then does not have to invest vast amounts of money into research regarding small arms. And I would argue that uh, many nations that actually have um, a strong Second Amendment uh, protection uh, has a very strong commercial wing, commercial sector that supports it. And I think that's one of the key things is that while the military does not instruct this, the, the, the commercial market, it does benefit from the commercial market because of all of the different technologies which are bettered by civilian use. Now, another thing that links to this, uh, Tim, and I think you would agree, is that uh, there's a perception uh, by, that the, uh, on the left that guns are bad. And I would argue it's not the left, it's the extreme left because traditional liberals and libertarians join us on this issue, the issue of gun ownership and self-protection. Notably, uh, there's been a a movement called the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, Marxist, which is calling for the defunding of police. So if you defund police and you take away guns, what are you left with? And I, I think it's very apparent that the, the, the issues that we face that we're dealing with have not a thing to do about uh, bettering the public's safety or improving individual rights. It's all about a collective uh, idea that was created by uh, Trotsky, uh, by those on the left, by the idea that, that uh, only a small group of, of uh, politicians, of uh, political apparatchiks uh, are the ones who should be able to determine who benefits by having weapons. Uh, all you know, the old, old Orwell thing: uh, all animals are created equal. Some animals are created more equal than others. Well, the more equal animals are the only ones that are supposed to be armed. All the other animals are supposed to just kind of go along. So, so how do you how do you see um, how do you see the, the the need? How do you see uh, the path? to organize those traditional liberals and the conservatives
0: on this issue going forward? I I find it interesting that the focus is always on assault rifles, assault weapons, weapons of war, as they call them, when in fact, um, what we're talking about is hunting rifles that happen to look like the military firearms that that people who served are particularly familiar with. Um, And the number of murders committed with rifles in this country is far less than those committed by knives, by factors, feet and fists, blunt objects. All of those are far more commonly used for murder than rifles. It's also interesting to me that uh, despite the push that there is some sort of gun gun violence epidemic, um, over this period, when we've seen all this disturbance in America, we are seeing a huge rise in the number of first-time gun buyers. Right. Over the last six months, somewhere between uh, two and a half and maybe four million new gun buyers, and the on top of the existing gun owners, that's going to put private gun ownership in this country well up over 400 million guns, and in something like 100 million households. And to that point where uh, the London Centre uh, was putting together
1: a first-time gun ownership video uh, with Sig Sauer. Tim, as a matter of fact, for the audience to know, you actually wrote that. So uh, while you couldn't participate, you did write the basic concept for the video, and we're going to be putting that out as a public service announcement. And that's the point. This is a public service. Uh, the idea is that... Um, the right of gun ownership should be uh, exercised with a great deal of of, uh, skill and understanding. With that said, um, I think the left tends to ignore that very fact, that people who have guns go through a background check. Uh, Every time you or I want to buy a gun, we get checked. I just bought one recently. I was checked to have a concealed carry permit. You must be checked. Uh, uh, and one of the stats what i 've always found interesting and you 've talked about a number of times is that people who have concealed concealed carry uh, licenses are actually more law abiding than law enforcement. Do you want to talk about that real quick for a second?
0: sure basically, it was a fairly small study in a limited number of states, five or six states but at the end of the day what the, what we found was that law abiding citizens are not a problem, and those with concealed carry permits, which obviously doesn 't include states like Vermont um are actually six times less likely to commit a felony than police officers. Wow. The law-abiding citizen really is a law-abiding citizen who right. can be trusted with guns. The problem is criminal guns, and most of those are obtained by theft and by smuggling, um, associated in huge proportion to drug misuse, drug right. smuggling, drug sale, illegal drug sales. If, if any of the policies that were being brought forward might do something to stop those guns to get those guns off the streets I think we, they should be seriously considered but at the moment all the gun control policies seem to be aimed at law-abiding gun owners which is well, that's
1: and that's the point that uh, there's a constant effort by the left to punish those who comply with the law and uh, up up an upcoming podcast one of the other issues that you'll be faced uh, that you, you'll be dealing with and talking about is the fact that uh, a lot of these gun control laws actually target the minority communities. That some of the people who are most in need of legal gun ownership to deal with uh, the illegal guns, with the, the the guns which are in the hands of, uh, of felons and drug dealers, yep. the left wants to disarm them and make them victims. And I think uh, people don't seem to understand that. The, 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 the progressive laws of the left actually victimize the most uh, the, the 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 most at risk communities, the minority and uh, black communities which uh, are are victimized absolutely
0: right, and it's the um, it 's the gun control areas in the big cities that are the real problem right and that is where um, studies on defensive gun use are really really sparse and difficult to do because a lot of the time. A a gun owner who legally carries a gun and uses it defensively, which may may be as little as making it known that he is carrying, um, to save his own life or her own life, is happening. Estimates vary between, on the real lowball side, half a million times a year, up to two and a half to three million times a year. Right. Every day, if you look carefully, you can read in the news that somebody's life was saved by a legally owned firearm being used against or shown at or, you know, it doesn't have to be shot to be a useful defensive tool. Right. So um, we'll be doing a lot
1: more on this topic. Uh, Tim will be uh, our lead. He is running our Second Amendment project. And we're looking to do a full-blown conference on this issue in Washington, D.C. in the spring of of 2021. Uh, So be looking for that. In the meantime, Tim will be doing additional podcasts on this issue. Uh, Believe it or not, Ted Nugent and I are doing an editorial on this issue. We should be out very soon. Uh, We will be doing a spectrum of issues, uh, issue discussions, uh, podcasts, and other media uh, interactions to highlight this issue, not only for the 2020 election, but for uh, the fact that there's been a, a progressive, and I use that as, as a, a small p progressive effort uh, by the left to remove gun rights from those who are uh, in need of those gun rights. So thank you all for joining us today. Tim Wilson, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for- My pleasure. Thank you for defecting. Uh, you you came to the right side. It's uh, it's always good to see you guys cross the wire. You know, not not that I, I don't like the, the British.
0: Not I that I don't the like Revolution. the British.
1: That's right. Yeah. You know, look, uh, you're you're welcome here. We we you don't you should feel very welcome. We love you. So you know. But uh, thanks, Tim, you. for for being here. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we all hope that you will continue to join the London Center uh, and look for us uh, thoughttoactionpodcast.com, dot thought com, TV. Uh, and uh, be sure and tune in to our continuing effort to educate the public on key national security issues that do impact everybody's lives, uh, that, uh, that uh, the informed public is best, uh, the best uh, defender of the Constitution. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all again very soon.